This is What the FC. I'm Will Martin. And I'm Matt McCutcheon. MLS is weird, and we love a good story. Let's go. Welcome back to What the FC. You are listening to episode 14, where we'll be tackling one of the most popular MLS Reddit questions. How much will and should MLS expand? And additionally, how will this continued MLS expansion lead to potential overhaul of the current two-conference structure? There are so many ideas floating around out there about the best way to realign conferences in MLS and whether we should have more expansion teams or not. And we're going to do our best to give you guys the context of why expansion, scheduling, and conference realignment are becoming a bigger and bigger issue in Major League Soccer, and also some realistic solutions for how we can fix it. Shout out to Jonathan Pata, who's on Twitter at at Patabred, which is amazing, by the way, who gave us this episode idea when I asked for episode ideas on Twitter. We appreciate you, Jonathan. So, Matt, are you excited for this one? I am. I am tired. <laughs> Raising a puppy is difficult. And for those of y'all who don't know, I got a puppy. Um, my fiance and I did. And uh, yeah, she is a handful. Drove an ungodly amount of hours to, to get her and have slept an ungodly amount of hours or not slept there, um, as a matter of fact. And, uh, but anyways, yeah, we're enjoying her as our third co-host in the room today. Yeah. We take some occasional pauses for the whining. We try to take her outside so she doesn't pee in the floor, but we love Sadie. She's adorable. So she gets a pass. Yes. You can try and find her on uh, Instagram. I'll make sure to put up a picture soon. Nice. So yeah, so we're really excited for this one. So let's just get straight into the expansion talk. Yep. So context on expansion. The league's already committed to a huge amount of expansion growth. We're currently at 26 teams. We're going to 27 this year with Austin FC coming in. We'll be going to 28 teams in 2022 when Charlotte FC comes in. And then we'll be at 30 teams in 2023 when Sacramento and St. Louis both come in. Don Garber has already admitted that, quote, 32 teams will happen at some point, end quote, in a November 2019 press conference, which was um, actually right before uh, Charlotte FC got announced. So um, that is bonkers. 32 teams is a lot. That's the size of the NFL. It Mm -hmm. feels pretty crazy to say that we're going to be at 30 teams without a doubt. I mean, there's no debate about it anymore. So the discussion is quickly becoming how big is too big. Uh, It, I think it's a very relevant discussion. I mean, we are already the largest first division of professional soccer in the world at 26 teams. Uh, Argentina did some sort of 30-team league experiment in 2018 or something, and they did it for like one year, and they were like, nah, this ain't it, Chief. And they are back down to 24 teams now, I think. And the kind of commissioner that was in charge of that got pushed out and so there's really no precedent to follow for it but in reality the U.S. has shown with other sports that it can sustain 30 plus teams in a league I mean the size and geography of the league is or not the league sorry the size and geography of the country is vastly different from 
many other major footballing nations and major leagues in the world. So that in and of itself is a uh, factor. Um, and also I think MLS, even when you're talking about comparing it to U.S. leagues like the NFL or the NBA or MLB or NHL, it's not even constrained by some of the expansion walls those leagues hit. Um, so they could really keep going well into the 30s if they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, with the 2026 World Cup coming, there is a lot of momentum for soccer in this country. There's a much bigger talent pool worldwide. Uh, it's almost impossible to dilute the talent. One of the problems with these leagues that are American sport-centric and specific is that they're only getting players from college in the case of NFL, and there aren't really football players coming from any other part of the world. So the more teams you have, the more you dilute the talent pool. But there's so many players across the world that I don't think that's really a risk. Yeah, no, not at all. I think the only risk, I guess, would be is that, you know, it would be a lot more difficult to bring in the highest level players for 32 teams or 36 teams or 38 mm-hmm. or 40 or however <laughs> many they, they think is enough. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, Yeah, dude, 32 is an an incredible amount of teams. It's hard for me to wrap my head around just being used to 20 teams uh, in the Premier League for so long. But like you said, it's it's been shown in the U.S. that it's it's sustainable. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that it's definitely like, I mean, obviously it's going to happen, but there's no stopping it right now. I'd just be interested to see like the effects of it. Yeah, and I mean, some additional points. There's plenty of trophies to go around. Yeah. Uh, It's not like say the NFL, that only has the Super Bowl. It's the only trophy you can win. Here, if you don't triumph an MLS Cup at the end of the day, you still have Supporters Shield, you have a U.S. Open Cup, Canadian Championship, Leagues Cup, Champions League. There's a lot of trophies to win when you start increasing the number of teams, which uh, I think helps when you have a large uh, amount of teams. But what's some of the pushback to some of the expansion mania we have going on in the league right now yeah well, i mean like just the question like you said is how big is too big and so i think like the biggest thing in, in my head is how does mls guaranteed a healthy balance of market share to allow like future growth and and lower league soccer like we've been seeing the usl championship and league one and league two just blow up in terms of how many teams are you know, developing there and building new stadiums and making new player acquisitions and everything. And there's a lot more hype around those. I know that we were going to go to a Greenville Triumph game. I think it was their USL one championship game against, uh, who is it? Uh, Omaha. Omaha. Yeah. 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 Omaha uh, union or union Um, Omaha. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately we didn't get get to go due to COVID Um, quite literally like it was going to happen during COVID, but someone uh, on Omaha got COVID. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. So we, we talked about in a previous episode about the importance of, of grassroots soccer and that it couldn't just be MLS that Mm -hmm. dictated it because like we said, they already have an Academy structure going on. That's uh, mandated by Don Garber, but that's, there's too big of a talent pool. Like we said, uh, the talent pool is almost limitless as worldwide, every Mm -hmm. country. And there's so many players that play and especially in the U S and so, and there's a danger to having one entity 
dominate that. Yeah, exactly. So you get into like an antitrust, not quite literally in terms of a legal sense, but antitrust of like you put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, the, the idea of antitrust in the U.S. Exactly. Yeah. Just like the the philosophy behind it is that it's really dangerous to just put everything into MLS in terms of requiring yeah. them to be the only network in terms of developing talent. Monopolies can be dangerous. Exactly. And so you want to have academies, like we said, in uh, USL Championship and USL 1, so that there's the most opportunity to be seen at a high level. Mm -hmm. Um, And so would MLS be too big if they had over 32 teams? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard for us to determine, but I guess another way to look at it is if they had that many teams in those bigger markets... Would there be any market left? Is the pie, like the slice of the pie that the MLS takes off, is there going to be anything that anyone else can sustain from? And right. um, I guess like it, the the analogy that comes to my head is, you know, like you watch um, National Geographic or something and yeah. you see like a lion like kills a wildebeest or something and, yeah. you know, they'll all get their fair share of it. And so I see that as MLS, like they're the top <laughs> dog, you know, um, they're the king of the jungle. And then, you have the hyenas come after that, and yeah. then you have you know the vultures or different animals to to feed on the carcass afterwards. Yeah. Very disturbing image. I know <laughs> I, this is not what you're uh, trying to click on to. Our RIP to USL. They just got USL championship just got paired, compared to a hyena. Yeah, USL League one to a vulture. What would USL League two be? The crows at that yeah. point. Maybe the worms. The worms. Some, oh, that's tough. Dung beetle. I don't know. Oh. Ooh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough analogy. <laughs> this is. This is I, I, I'm totally joking. By the way, this is yeah. not like a hot take going off. I'm not trying to insult any of these people, but no, just no, in the, the sense of like a dominance hierarchy. You yeah. know, you, you have like that pyramid, <laughs> um, and, and so. Ultimately, everyone needs to get a little bit of a slice. And so you need that competition to be like, okay, yes, MLS, you can assert yourself and say that we're going to be the dominant force Mm -hmm. in terms of having, we have the prime market share. We have the best cities in terms of TV viewership, but we'll leave room for other people to grow into. But we know it's kind of capped in terms of revenue and stuff that MLS cares about. So I guess those are kind of like, what I'm thinking, and and then yeah, because we, I mean, we on that point real quickly, uh, we were looking at when we were starting to propose different scheduling stuff, which we're going to get into later in the episode. When we were proposing, okay, which ones would be, which markets would be the potential next ones beyond 30, 31, 32 through 36, um, and you're talking about Phoenix. Phoenix Rising, USL Championship, one yeah. of their best clubs. San Diego, San Diego Loyal, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Lights. Indianapolis, Indy 11. So almost all of these clubs have very successful USL Championship, USL League One. And what happens to those if, like what happens here in Charlotte, when Charlotte, a Charlotte FC ownership came in over the independence? It's still up in the air about how the independence is going to survive and what their future looks like. Yeah. Or if that club actually moves up to MLS, you're kind of throttling a market that was very vital for one of our lower leagues. And that's kind of your point in that we don't want to be uh, taking away the backbone and strength of some of those lower leagues and just completely killing those leagues because we need lower division soccer to be successful in this country if we want a healthy footballing ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. And then I think the last point that uh, I'll make in terms of against having an excessive amount of, uh, professional teams in MLS 
is the competitive imbalances become more of an issue when a league gets bigger. Mm -hmm. It just makes sense. You know, scheduling becomes harder, like we're saying, and it's harder to, you know, make sure that every team's going to be at a like competitive level. So the disparity between the top and the bottom is going to be huge. Just like we already analyzed in the, the league spending, we already have a very comprehensive difference in terms of top spender and bottom spender mm-hmm. and i think that's only going to be exacerbated if you add like six more teams into the into the ranking yeah true and that's a good transition point um as well because i mean first off before i transition us away from this expansion regardless of what me or you say or any of you say it's not really going to be about public perception it's going to be about money and momentum and all that kind of stuff i mean look Don Garber announced that those $1 billion in losses from 2020 due to COVID, there's probably going to be more losses heading into 2021 with reduced match day revenue, which MLS is very reliant on because of lower TV contracts, as we've talked about in the past. So if they can bring in another $325 million expansion fee cash payment like David Tepper made, that would go a long way towards offsetting some of those losses. So it's hard to argue with that right and and then also like with the 2026 world cup coming the more expansion teams the more cities that have mls teams the more momentum you kind of start to gain for that which is a big going to be a big pivotal point for soccer in the u.s so expansion's going to happen we're just going to kind of assume it is yeah and since it is going all the way up to 30 and probably to 32 and maybe even to somewhere like 36 or into the stratosphere somewhere that competitive imbalance becomes really problematic you look at somewhere like the premier league they play 38 games they have a 20 team league they play every team every team in the league home and away for 38 games and so that's a very balanced schedule you can do a single table you can declare a champion at the end and everyone's satisfied because you played every team twice and maybe you played one team at the beginning of the season when they were out of form but then you got them at later in the season when they were in form it's there's enough variability yeah there, there's, there's the fixture difficulty doesn't vary that much mm-hmm. so it feels very even but in order to do that in mls even at 26 teams we have right now how much does that go out to 20 that's 50 game schedule if you want to do that that's impossible and so how do you and as you start to get more and more the way mls does it right now is they do home and away if you're an eastern conference team you play every team in the eastern conference home and away and you try to and you play every team in the western conference once Mm -hmm. and so that's worked pretty well for them in the past but 2020 was going to be the first year with the pre-pandemic schedule. It ended up not yeah. being a talking point because MLS is back and stuff. But it was going to be the first year that not every team in the la- league played every other team in the league. And so that's a talking point. So the only way to alleviate that is one of two things. Make the league smaller, which not gonna happen. the only way that happens is promotion relegation here. And we've talked about that. That's not happening. And at least in the next 25 years or whatever. So the only way you can balance that is with the way you do your conferences and the way you do your scheduling to keep the league competitively balanced. So that is what we're here to discuss in the rest of the episode is how the heck do we do this? And I'm sure you all have all of your own ideas. I know I went on Reddit doing research for this and everyone's got their... uh, five division, three division, six division, divisions of three, whatever it is you want. Mm -hmm. And everyone's got their own ideas. So I really, we both sat down and really examined what we thought would be best uh, in order to 
have the supporter shield be valid. Yeah, exactly. When we're kind of doing this, we also, we have a lot of criteria uh, uh, that we're trying to take into account. We don't want to separate teams so where, you know, we're getting rid of those really meaningful games, you know, in terms of if we're going to have that many teams, like you said, there's like what happened, what was supposed to happen this year, not everyone's going to play each other. How can you guarantee really meaningful games between East and Western Conference teams like, you know, Red Bull and L.A.? I, I don't know, like, what a good yeah. example of that would be. I mean, Seattle-Toronto have become a big rivalry because yeah. the amount of times they've played in MLS Cup. They're in opposite conferences. One what? year you don't have Seattle and Toronto play each other in the regular season. That just isn't good for a marketing purpose. Mm-hmm. That isn't good for a competitive balance purpose. It's problematic. What happens if you only play six teams in the other conference and my team, we end up getting the six worst teams and your team ends up getting the six best teams. Yeah. There's no competitive balance in that at all. And it calls into question like how valid the supporter shield will be in coming years. So as we looked at these criteria, we had to make a couple assumptions mm-hmm. in order to make a proposal. Yeah. So I'll go through those for you guys. Assumption number one that MLS is probably going to stick with the two conference through 2018 when they have 28 teams. So when Charlotte FC comes in, it's probably still going to be two conference. Yeah. When 30 teams come in, it'll probably stay two conference. I mean, you still have those all these competitive imbalance issues we have. But once they get to 30 teams, that's when they're really going to start thinking something needs to change here. Mm-hmm. So we're assuming they're going to change away from a two conference system at or above 30 teams. We're also assuming that the league uh, is going to expand to a minimum of 32. Like we're assuming based on that Don Garber statement, that they're going to get to 32 and they're really going to have to. We're also assuming that they're going to stick with their 34 game schedule. And let's just play 34 regular season games in every season since 2011. Um, the premier league currently plays that 38 game schedule I talked about earlier. But I mean, if you're an MLS fan, you know about all the fixture congestion with summer transfer windows and world cups that happen in the summer and all and venue conflicts they already have enough trouble with 34 games yeah exactly so we're assuming they're going to stick with 34 yeah. games we're also assuming that they want to keep that home away schedule structure for two teams. to one ratio yeah for teams that are in whatever division or conference however you line those up we're assuming you want to do those and we're assuming they're going to want some sort of structure where every team can play every other team or at least nearly every other team Mm. every year. We're assuming they want to try to do that. That would probably be the basic motivation for changing it. Yeah. So that, you know, that the, the shield is comprehensive in a sense of like, I think that was the biggest thing with, uh, not necessarily the shield, but when you were looking at Kansas city, sporting Kansas city going into MLS playoffs, people were like, they haven't played anyone. Right. Great example. You can't you can't have that questioning. You can't have that as like criteria for a team that was a Western Conference champion. You know, it's yeah. like that's just not acceptable. You you want your champion to be uh, undisputed. Undisputed. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly the word yeah. I was going for. You want an undisputed title winning champion, right? You don't want to be like, oh well, yeah, but they never played. You know, Inter Miami or yeah. I don't know, just name whatever random team. Yeah, it's just not a good look for the league and so i think mm-hmm. that that's probably one of the things that they'll have to address as well yeah and an assumption that we'll make is that i think that they'll want to have every team playing every team at least once and 
like we said, probably playing your division rival, uh, or not your division rivals, but your your division teams. Yeah. Um, home twice. and away. Yeah, yeah, home and away, so that you can have that like competitiveness within mm-hmm. that, um, but then making sure that you get everyone else once. Yeah. I mean, cause look, a, a league this large, there's going to be some competitive imbalance. It's about trying to minimize it. Exactly. Um, and we're our last two assumptions. We're also assuming like, we're not going to do a single table here. We're not going to do promotion relegation. Look, that's a conversation that probably should be ha- like, if it gets to 40 teams, if it gets to 50 teams, like making a promotion relegation within MLS, like making MLS one and MLS two and having some sort of revenue sharing model that motivates the owners to be like, Hey, I won't lose money. So this like makes it worth it to me. Mm-hmm. If it's becoming really unwieldy, like oh, I'm willing to talk about that. That is a possibility, but Look, that's not going to happen for a while. We're talking about when we get to 32 to 36 teams. So we're throwing that out the window and we're not going to do any like spring slash fall separate championships like you see in Liga Amekis. MLS is always going to want that end of year MLS Cup playoffs. They're not going to do that, in my opinion. And so we're throwing that out the window as well. So those are our assumptions that we worked off of to craft a proposal. So... Here's my thought. I think that doing a four conference system, four conference is best for a lot of reasons. And here's how my four conference proposal works out. Okay. And again, remember, we're assuming that at 30 teams, they're going to maybe stick with the two conference. Maybe at 30 teams, this is when they change it. But I'm going to outline it for you when there's 32 teams. 32 teams. And I'm assuming that right now, the front runners for those next two slots are Phoenix and Detroit. Just assuming that those are in there. I'm going to use them as placeholders because they work nicely in my conferences. You can replace them with someone else if you want. But right now, they seem like the front runners, so I used them as the 32. So here's how it works out with 32 teams in a four-conference system. You would have a Pacific conference with Vancouver, Seattle, and Portland. Didn't want to split them up. That's three teams then plus San Jose, LAFC, LA Galaxy, and Sacramento. Those feel like teams you shouldn't split up. And then also Chuck Phoenix in that group. Then you go to Central. You have St. Louis, Kansas City, Minnesota. They seem like a rivalry triad to me. Keep them together. Mm -hmm. Then the Texas teams, Austin, Dallas, Houston. And then uh, the Rocky Mountain rivalry, Colorado, and RSL. That's the Central. Go to Northern. You have Cincinnati and Columbus, that great hell is real rivalry, best rivalry name in <laughs> <Yeah>. MLS. <laughs> and then uh, Montreal and Toronto, the Canadian rivalry up there. And then New England, Philadelphia, and Chicago, who are three teams that I couldn't really figure out, like, who were your rivals? I, I mean, is it kind of maybe some of those Northeastern teams? I'm not sure. So I chucked them in together because I figured, all right, we'll let them craft rivalries with each other. And then also Detroit is in this. I figured Detroit would be a great rival for Chicago. Yeah. And then you go to Southeast and you've got the Charlotte, Atlanta, Nashville triad. And then you've got Miami, Orlando, and then New York Red Bulls, NYCFC, and DC United because DC United are a really good historical rival for the Red Bulls. So that's how it works out for me. So it's eight teams in each conference. It works out nice and cleanly at 32 teams, which 32 is a very likely number that MLS could stop at, considering that's where the NFL is, considering after that you get into some really smaller TV markets that aren't vital for MLS to be in. So that feels good to me. 
what do you think about like how the rivalries and I, I did my best with the rivalries. I don't think I split anybody up that anyone was going to be angry about. Yeah. I mean, you maintained the, the rivalries, like you said. Um, I think the only thing is if you look at it from an American perspective, having New York City as a Southeast, yeah, that, it, uh, it just sounds weird. May, but maybe, uh, maybe I named that conference <laughs> something else. It was, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at it uh, geographically, I mean, we have Canada in here as well. So I mean, relative yeah. to how far north you know Canada goes yeah. up. You know, it goes all the way up to the North yeah. Pole, as, uh, for those of you who didn't know, yeah. Geography 101 <laughs> with Matt and Will. Um, but anyways. Maybe we'll so let them do what the NHL just did. We'll just uh, let them sell sponsorship naming rights to each conference. So we can have like the like Scotia Bank Southeast Conference or yes. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go yeah. on. <laughs> no, that, that works. Um, I think that that one's good. And I mean, yeah, the Northern Conference is, is good. I think that... Like you said, New England and Philly, you're just kind of like weird teams that you don't have like iconic, iconic rivalries. So yes, yeah. you have like the New England and DC United, but that's not, I don't know if that's as much anymore. I think that that's kind of like an yeah. older um, past, like yeah. MLS. Look, the rivalry. only way to do it is you've got so many teams right there in the Northeast that you have to split them in half exactly. somehow. And this felt like the cleanest way to do it. Um, but yeah. yeah, maybe switching the New York teams for, um, oh geez, that's hard. Maybe if you had uh, a yeah. Madison, um, like yeah. whatever the, yeah, the yeah. Madison, Ford, Ford, Madison. Yeah, Ford Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there instead of Detroit, yeah. um, and, or, or something where you could get like, so that people in New York city weren't driving all the way down to Miami. Yeah. I think that's just kind of far. But yeah, but I again, mean, like Vancouver, Coast, so all the like way a, down to Phoenix is a similar drive. Yeah, so, so I, I I don't know. Um, yeah. I think that this is probably the best that you could have done. Um, that any like yeah. with the same criteria. Um, I like I like it out west and and keeping it spicy out there. Yeah, like keeping all the rivalries there. And I mean, yes, you have like your Cascadia Cup. Yeah, uh, there in in the in the um, chart so the, that you have here, it's all color co- color coded. So I'm like, oh wait, those are really small divisions. But then I was reminding myself, it's just four oh, conferences. Yeah. Um, keeping all the California teams together is good, and and so yeah, I think it offers it offers new rivalries to to emerge. So yeah. like, there's no real reason why the Panthers should be rivals with the Buccaneers, yeah, um, and Tampa Bay or anything like that, but. We're division rivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, you create a new rivalry because yeah. of that. And But then you have something that's a little bit more heated mm-hmm. in terms of with Atlanta and yep. the Panthers um, just because we're so close to each other. Yeah. And with Heineken Rivalry Week and stuff, I felt like it was I, – I took that very seriously. You no, know, it's like, mega. If, if, a, if a conference alignment, like when I was messing around with different alignments and stuff, if it made me split big rivalries up – and I didn't have any other like major reason to stick with it. I threw it out the window because the rivalries in soccer are so big, and Heineken rivalry is such a big thing for them. Mm-hmm. And fans would be livid with like, imagine if I put Charlotte and Atlanta in separate conferences, like yeah. you know, or I put LAFC and you know, or I put Los Angeles Galaxy and San Jose in separate conferences like that. Those fans would be livid with me. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I threw out any proposal where I couldn't do that. But this is how this works logistically in terms of the schedule with this conference proposal that I have. So with the 32 teams, you would play everyone in your conference home and away. And then I would have you play 
every single team in the other conference, like your side of the Mississippi. So like if you're in the Western. South, yeah, if you're in the Pacific conference, I'd have you play definitely every other team in the central conference because of travel. Mm-hmm. And then you would uh, play everyone else in the other two conferences. Once you would miss out on four teams each year, which isn't the end of the world. And if MLS was willing to go up to 38 games, this would work out absolutely perfectly. Yeah. And so, you know, missing out on four teams each year, based on all the things I had, that was about the best I could do. And MLS has an option to make it work if they wanted to make that, like maybe make the season a little longer or something like that. Oh well, yeah. Well, I mean, all these teams are starting to get soccer specific, non-shared stadiums. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. uh, like I'm looking at this list, you have Charlotte, Atlanta, Nashville temporarily, yeah, New York City FC, Chicago, like just a handful of them. Um, all of them have soccer-specific stadiums, and so that scheduling issue, I think, is becoming less and less yeah. of a factor. Yeah, um, the I think bigger it's more problem TV is TV scheduling. It's definitely um, the TV stuff, and like we're weird in the summer with the rest of the world soccer calendar. So like when there's a world cup, it gets difficult with the scheduling and that kind of stuff too is, which I think is just going to be something in the future that they have to commit to, um, in terms of aligning with the world, um, time slots and stuff of, of the league. Like it just doesn't make sense to have all your best players, all of your all-stars gone like whether like it doesn't matter if they normally do like a world cup break but you normally do miss them for a couple games and exactly and and even like in preparation for it like i can't imagine being a player in preseason yeah in march with the world cup coming up uh, a couple months later i would just be so nervous to get injured yeah. but anyways that's a different conversation yeah, for yeah. a different time yeah, that, but, that is that's a good there's a good episode idea right um, there but yeah and so this also i feel like reduces travel pretty well yes um, i did the math on it 11 of your 17 away games would be teams on your side of the mississippi river so you don't need to go all the way across like four time zones that often yeah i was this. about to say time so, zones is a huge factor too um and so if you're going to be playing like in like um if you're going to be playing like a bunch of teams in the Northern Conference or something, you're going to be in that time zone for a while, just like playing like a string of away games against yeah. a couple of them. You know, kind of how the NBA does it. Yeah, exactly. In terms of, you know, if you're going on away games, you'll have like six away games on the yeah. bat, yeah, uh, yeah. on the bounce. I mean, yeah. that's and also what I tried to do. I tried to kind of um, group them up. Uh, vertically like if you look at a map so like i didn't take the texas teams and try and put them with the california teams Mm -hmm. because that would mean crossing a lot of time zones because even though the texas teams are the same distance to those california teams that they are to like the central teams Mm -hmm. going up is the same time zone whereas going there is different time zones which messes with your body clock and so i figured they would like that better but my favorite part of this proposal is i've got this feeling that mls is only 25 years old. This year was the 25th year anniversary. So there's not a lot of history and culture with it. And that's something that they're kind of, a lot of the supporters cultures and the league office themselves are really fighting to build that culture over Mm -hmm. time. And so I feel like they really want to retain that East West format and history that they've had. Right. Mm -hmm. So this format would allow you to keep that east-west format for playoffs and keep that history going so you know you could feasibly have um yeah say a 16 team playoff right the top four from each conference qualify 
and then like you have the Pacific and Central, right? So you'd have them on the same side of the bracket and you'd have four teams from the Pacific and you'd end up crowning a Pacific champion yeah. in the quarterfinals and a Central champion in the quarterfinals and they play each other to be the Western Conference champ or the Western champion. Yeah. And then you'd still have a Western and Eastern team playing for MLS Cup. And so it kind of keeps that history and allows them to keep that going of like the Western Conference Championship history, the Eastern Conference Championship history, that kind of thing, which I think is cool. And it also opens up the possibility that they could keep the East and West table system that they have right now. So you could just group them in East and West tables Mm -hmm. and only use my proposal for scheduling purposes. Just yeah. to like have people close to you to ensure you're like playing your rivals twice every year and playing the teams that are closest to you and that kind of stuff, which I think would be really attractive to MLS because they want bigger tables. That's that's soccer. That's what soccer should be mm-hmm. across the world. And it makes it way easier. The barrier for entry is already high with MLS, like with I mean, we, we've done, this is why we, partly why we do this episode. <laughs> yeah. American soccer is a crazy landscape and there's so many things we can do deep dives in. And the barrier to entry with MLS with all the roster rules and stuff is already high. And the last thing I think they want to do is have this insane system where there's all these division winners and wild cards and like really Americanize it. I don't think that's where they want to go. I think they want to have a red line on the table. You're either above or below the line and you're in. Yeah, you want to like in terms of building that American culture, you don't want to do it in terms of like those barriers of someone who's not super familiar with soccer in Mm -hmm. general or just American soccer, you're barring out both of those people because it takes forever to try and understand. Like with me in the NFL, I've pretty much given up all hope of understanding (laughs) AFC, NFC divisions and stuff. I honestly can't even name. I think the Panthers are in the AFC. NFC. Yeah, I know. I had a 50% chance at that. I know we're in the NFC East. South. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm a Panthers fan, y'all. I, I promise. I just don't care about that part of it. I know that, I know that we play the Saints, the Bucks, and don't tell me. Um, uh, yeah, the Falcons. Duh. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so I feel like, you know, having like a super complex schedule and stuff like that would just be annoying. But it also, having it like this, it would uh, like give opportunity to create a unique culture where we can you know, really enjoy like the geo, like the geographical differences in terms yeah. of regions and stuff like that. You have the East coast, like literally on the, the, the Southeast conference is all like on mm-hmm. the, the border. I mean, other than, um, Nashville, but, yeah. um, so that's kind of like unique and you can create new trophies for that. Like I, I love with UNC, uh, and Duke, how you have the bell. And whichever team won that last, you yeah. get the bell. And I mean, I, I'm sure that there are different rivalries in MLS already that have that. But, yeah, you know, just think like it's a lot more iconic to, you know, rather than be like, oh, yeah, they went out in the round of 16 or whatever. It's like, oh, no, they, they were the champions of the Southeast Division, um, but lo- lost in the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, okay. Well, well, at least they came on top of their uh, their division. You know, that's pretty yeah. Uh, special. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think what I'm most excited about, excited isn't the right word, what I feel best about with <laughs> yeah. this proposal is that I don't think the league office is wants to embrace chaotic change. They want to keep some consistency. And that's why I feel like this proposal is super realistic in that it te- it checks those boxes of the competitive balance that we all want from the league, but 
it also enables MLS to kind of keep some of that East-West history and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think that's the biggest reason why we went for this four-conference system. We obviously threw around a lot of other ideas. So let's give context on why we didn't choose some of our other options. So first, let's tackle the five conferences or above. And really, at that point, it's not conferences anymore. I would qualify that as divisions at that point, right? Like five divisions or above, like many small divisions like the NFL has. Because we feel like there's too many problems with that to make it worth it. First of all, everything we talked about with the rivalries, the smaller divisions you make, the more divisions you make, the harder it is to keep all these rivalries together. Yeah. So that is difficult because what makes it difficult is like not every MLS team just has their one main rival. You've mm-hmm. got all these triads that make things weird. Like you've got the Texas triad now and you've got the Nashville, Charlotte, Atlanta thing going on and you've got the Vancouver, Seattle, uh, Portland thing going on. That makes it hard to put people in divisions and keep them with their rivals. So that first up, completely like that. And the matchups can start to get stale. I mean, like what are you going to do? Play if you have six, seven, eight divisions, are you playing your division opponents like four or five times a year? I'm kind of confused on how that works out. Yeah. You kind of take away the significance of, you know, it's nice to have them less often. You want to have them twice because then you're like, okay, it's home and away. Your fans get to celebrate like the significance of the, the matchup, but it it doesn't become, you know, worthless because when it becomes like a regulatory thing, you you lose that kind of uniqueness. Right. And um, that's almost kind of what soccer is built off of. Right. I mean, that's what some people kind of complain about. So I was done of scoring and this kind of stuff, but soccer is almost built on the fact that when a goal is scored, it's so meaningful and mm-hmm. just people can just lose their minds because that could be legitimately the only goal of the game. And I think a similar thing kind of applies with the scheduling stuff. When you play a team five times a year, six teams a year, it starts to lose its meaning a little bit. So I don't love that. And then also, I think as we saw with what happened with, the NFL this year with the Washington uh, football team getting in at six and eight, I think to the playoffs yeah. because their division, because the NFL, if you don't know, has four team divisions. And if you're a division winner, you get into the playoffs and they're AFC, right? NFC. No. <laughs> NFC East. It was the NFC East. I knew that too. You're over three. <laughs> there were the Cowboys and mm-hmm. the Eagles and, and the Giants. The Giants, yes. Oh, see, and I know them. Yeah, I, nice know, job. I just don't know the name. I don't know the name. <laughs> Trust me, people. It was a terrible conference. Yeah, because so it just, bad. Because it just happened to be like a wild swing in form. Like normally those franchises are good franchises. Mm. Like some of them are. Like Minus the Cowboys the Cow- are like terrible. normally good. They're awful. The Giants with Eli Manning were normally good. Anyways, Matt... <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad conference and you don't I don't think we want that happening at MLS <laughs> where you just have like imagine this year if uh like Inter Miami weren't good this year, Colorado weren't good this year. Like imagine if you start lumping all those teams into one conference. Like no one wants to watch that division anymore. No. And so I think that's a big problem with yeah, anything. You gotta have some good ratings and everything like that. You gotta yeah. have something that's gonna be competitive and enjoyable to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um And yeah, so that's why we didn't go with anything like that. And also the overriding reason of MLS League Office doesn't like chaotic change, needs to keep some sort of consistency. I don't think they're just going to do a hard break. Yeah, eight divisions. (laughs) Um, I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. So um, that's kind of the overriding reasons, but these are also, also some good reasons. And then what? (laughs) 
Oh, that noise cracked me up. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, heartbreak. Uh, yeah, heartbreak. Yeah, sorry. That really caught me off guard. That was funny. Okay, so also, uh, we don't think MLS will do three conferences. We've already established they're not going to do a, one, uh, a single table. We've already established they're going to move away from two conference. We don't think they're going to do three conferences because even though it works, like I have it color-coded on the spreadsheet, it works out pretty decently in terms of doing a West, a Central, and an East. You can get it to balance. Yeah, you can get it to balance fine. You can keep rivalries together. It, it works fine. But how the heck would you do this for playoffs? It would be a logistical nightmare and is the biggest knock on this system. I mean, it ditches every East-West thing MLS has ever done. And, I mean, I, mean, I guess you'd have to do something with I was working through some of this problem. Like you'd have to do wild cards and division winners and like the top four. You could do like a round robin of when you get to the final three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you have like, you, you do like the little tournament with uh, like the West and the <laughs> Eastern division and whoever's the top of those divisions yeah. will go in a round robin of where each team plays each other twice yeah. or something. And whoever has the tally of the most yeah um and it's not very clean like what do you do do you just seed everybody out one through 16 yeah because you got to have two sides of a bracket but you've got three conferences so the only way to do it would be to seed everyone if say you had 16 teams in the playoffs the only way to do it would be to seed everyone out one through 16 but like say the say the western conference was like with three conferences it's more likely that one conference is weaker than all the others yeah so if seattle say the west was super weak and they just beat up on everyone all year like, are they truly the number one seed? Like, I think that you know, explanation like, is the answer for why it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's why we didn't go with three conference, even though it does kind of work out quite cleanly. So that's the proposal. Uh, I'll tweet that out so you guys can see this. Uh, I'll tweet it out when this episode goes live and we can debate back and forth and you guys can tell us on the Twitter thread every reason why we got this completely wrong and why your proposal is actually I'm not the really much ready for one. that. I feel really confident about this. Yeah. I, I think that we should just, uh, you know, not really post anything on Twitter, <laughs> just uh, you know, isolate ourselves and live in our own little world. No, well, we're I think happy with I think this. what I think what we'll actually do is I'll post it on Twitter, and you guys are going to respond to us with like your knocks on it and your different. And I'm only going to use the Donald Trump wrong meme. Wrong. That's all. Yep. That's all I'm going to use. <laughs> wrong, wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's how confident I am in this four conference matchup. Please come at me with your best explanation. I'm willing to be proven wrong. Are you confident enough to put it on Reddit? Oh, I'll stick it on Reddit. Oh, Come on. Okay. <laughs> I'll go I'll go on the MLS. We'll go we that's something we need to get into more anyways. We need to use Reddit a little oh, bit gosh, more. No, I, not me, that man. I know how to use it and it does terrify me for whatever I'm, strange reason. I'm already terrible at using Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> we ju- you just figured out Twitter. We both yeah. just kind of like figured out how to use Twitter for the podcast. So, I feel like Reddit is something else to tackle, but we'll we'll try to go stick our proposal on Reddit and see what how much the Reddit people can rip us apart. But anyways, that's enough talking about our conference setup. For sure, come over to us at what the FC pod on Twitter and have a conversation with us about what you think. And on that note, I'm Will Martin. And I'm Matt McCutcheon. And this is What the FC. And additionally, will Sadie ever stop whining? No. The second most asked MLS Reddit question. <laughs>